0: VoiceTube Studio presents a refreshing, fun, and informative podcast. Come with us to learn English.
1: And explore culture. Join Steve and Winnie on Ride the Vibes.
0: Hey, everybody. This is your host, Steve. And this is your host, Winnie. All right. Today we have a pretty cool episode because it's actually going to be focused on specific strategies to help you learn a second language and in this case, probably English
1: mm-hmm. we get a lot of people asking us for um English learning tips. But today we're going to focus on one thing. What is that, Steve?
0: That is listening what you are probably doing right now mm-hmm. so in the future maybe we will do stuff on speaking or reading and writing but today it's all about listening which is fitting for a podcast
1: mm-hmm. the
0: listening skills okay so let's let's dive right into this so first of all we should probably ask the question. Why focus on listening? And if you do focus on listening, how much should you focus on it? Mm-hmm.
1: For me, I think listening is the first thing for me. But I think in Taiwan, for the kids who are learning, maybe writing is the first thing that they're doing. Uh, well, I know that they sing the ABC song, but I think a lot of people, they just focusing they just focus on um, memorizing the vocabulary.
0: Yeah, um, I don't necessarily agree with the way that... English is taught in the cram schools and school systems uh, because there is so much emphasis on writing and tests and reading. But I think listening is the first thing you engage with in a language. I mean, you have to listen to be able to speak, right? Mm -hmm. You can't really just because you need to have pronunciation. So to understand the pronunciation, you need to listen. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, listening is just so much easier than it's ever been. You have podcasts. You have YouTube videos. You have online websites specifically designed to teach. So there are literally unlimited Uh, Listening resources, especially with English.
1: Yeah, and even now, if you Google vocabulary, they actually teach you how to pronounce it. And you can uh, play the playback speed. You can adjust it by yourself, either uh, make it faster or slower. So it's actually pretty convenient.
0: Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I mean, for me with Chinese, like my biggest problem is tones and pronunciation. Mm-hmm. So I definitely need to focus more on listening. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing, another benefit of listening is that you can actually pick up a lot of vocabulary and grammar structures, especially the grammar structures. I just told Winnie before the podcast, there's a phrase in Chinese called Chabudu. And English translates to kind of like um, about or precisely, or what would you say? What is English? Chabadol, would be... Pretty much. That pretty would be pretty much, much yeah. yeah. Pretty much. So I actually have never seen Chabadol in a book, mm-hmm. and for a long time i couldn't even read the characters. Now I can. Mm-hmm. But I heard Chabudua so many times just living in Taiwan that eventually it just kind of got burned into my brain. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I understand Chabudua. It's kind of like – so Chabudua's meaning is sort of like approximately or pretty much. Yeah. So, There's a lot of grammar you can learn just from listening.
1: It's kind of like listening to a song, you know, because when we were kids, I think a lot of people, a lot of parents, they just play some nursery rhymes or. uh, Well, in my case, I listen to a lot of stories. So I kind of just it's like it's encrypted in my brain and I can just like say it without understanding what it actually is. And for a lot of people, sometimes you might know how to say a certain word, but you don't really know how to spell it. But well, you know, you can always use your dictation on the phone and then you can actually get the word. So I think listening is probably the most important thing here.
0: Yeah. And it's literally something you can do all the time. I mean, there's never a time where you can't really listen, right? I mean, you can always put it on like a video or a podcast. So mm-hmm. it's more accessible than maybe speaking or reading or writing Yeah, in a lot of ways. Now, there's a few different kinds of listening and there's a few different techniques you can do with each. But um, let's move on to some of the techniques and strategies you can use to actually improve your listening. Because I think this is why you're going to listen to this episode Mm -hmm. and why you're listening to this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Because you you guys are all practicing your listening skills.
1: Well, judging from the survey that we get, most people are, um, they they come up here, they want to practice their listening skills.
0: Yep. And also learn some cool things about culture and the world and our lives. And we really love that stuff too. Um, So, for you Winnie i mean i guess like how did you practice listening when you were studying a second language or how maybe you're still studying a second language now i'm not sure
1: yeah i'm still studying i'm i'm actually still studying english and a little bit of uh uh, Espanol, <laughs> a little bit of Spanish. Uh, for me, listening, what I do is I watch videos without the subtitles. And when I was a kid, my mom used to play me these songs and play me the CDs of uh, um, Americans speaking. And I think that's what—that's um, how I learned English, you know, just listening to a lot of people speaking. And I listened to songs. And, you know, when I first got to Canada... I I didn't speak English at all. I had no idea what's going on. Um, But, you know, I was put together with a a lot of friends over there and the teachers asked us not to speak our native language. So after several months of listening to what they're saying, I kind of caught up. Yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. (laughs) It's tough. I mean, it's really hard. Um, I think there's something there's something I learned about called deliberate listening, which means kind of intentional. Would that have a Chinese translation or something that's roughly close?
1: 就是專心的聽啊,
0: yeah. So basically when you're doing deliberate listening, you are listening to material with the purpose of self-improvement. So you're gonna listen to them, you're gonna listen to whatever you're listening to, but also maybe record your voice or pay attention to your voice and try to find your weaknesses. Always try to find your weaknesses when you're practicing because those are what you need to work on the most or improve. Mm-hmm. So deliberate listening is really important because basically it's going to allow you to analyze yourself. And to find ways to improve it in the future. For instance, there's a sound in Chinese. I just, I just can't say this darn sound. Uh, words like travel, like Luyo. I can't get that lu the o sound.
1: Yeah, the lu is a is a harder <laughs> word. Lu <laughs> 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 la. <laughs> Like a girl. Even even this word is a little bit hard for me when I was a kid. Like I hated this word lu or lu. I, I just hate the green this word. like l- lu. Yeah, lu lu green. Yeah, it's I, such I a don't hard like sound. Word. It's it's even even for me as a native language, I don't like it. I don't
0: like it. Yeah, there sounds like that in English for me too. Some of those like consonant clusters like THC and some of those really hard to say sounds even for native speakers. Um, But yeah. So anyways, one technique I really love and I really stand by this being a good technique is called shadowing. Mm -hmm. Do you know shadowing?
1: Yes, I do.
0: And it's just great because... I mean, you kind of feel like an idiot if you're doing it in public. Like, it's Mm -hmm. probably not something you're going to do walking down the street. But shadowing basically is just listening to something and repeating everything that is said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you don't understand it, you're just really trying to work on your pronunciation here. Mm -hmm. And if you understand the words, all the better. But it's really about pronunciation. So play a video, preferably at a speed you are comfortable with, and repeat whatever they are saying. This is called shadowing.
1: So the this actually matches to uh, the heart of the VoiceTube app. This is what we do. We encourage people to shadow. And you know, in in the in the first one, you were talking about deliberate listening. Mm-hmm. You kind of pay attention to what you were what you were listening, and then you kind of record yourself and then you kind of compare the two and then find the mistakes or maybe find the points that you can improve. This also aligns with the idea of pronunciation challenge.
0: Yeah, definitely. So if you haven't checked out Pronunciation Challenge, give it a go. Now, I'm kind of a crazy person. Um, I talk to myself sometimes. So No, you're not
1: crazy because I do that too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're probably both crazy, to be fair. Maybe. Uh, But sometimes, like even in public in Taiwan, sometimes I hear people say something and I literally repeat it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I actually say it out loud. I don't even realize it. and I'm like, oh, God, do they hear me repeat what they just said to each other?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do that sometimes um, whether I'm on the MRT or when I was a kid, right? Right. Um, you know, I was thrown into a place where I don't speak their language. I kind of just repeat what people say, even though I don't really understand what they were saying.
0: I think it's like an instinct, right? Like you kind of want you hear it and it's interesting to you. You kind of maybe understand that you've heard the word a few times and you want to know what it is. So you repeat it, trying to like get it into your brain almost. And it's kind of like
1: ba- that. That's what babies do, right? They, they make voices like that.
0: Yeah, they mimic. It's called mimicking. All right. And then there's a second kind of learning. And this is the one that I find to be the most fun personally. And this is called binge binge listening. Mm -hmm. binge listening so with binge listening the important thing is that you're listening to english that is your level Mm -hmm. so for instance um for me uh with chinese i can't watch movies because i really find that i just don't understand most of it Mm -hmm. and the movie goes by and then i realize i'm like wow i didn't really learn anything and you couldn't really enjoy the movie yeah well i probably watched it with subtitles to be fair just Mm -hmm. because it's so long Mm -hmm. but um the idea here is you match the content to your level. So for me, I actually end up watching a lot of Peppa Pig or Peppa <laughs> Ju in Chinese. And De yeah, Fong it's a kid's show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: <laughs> is that the name of the show in Chinese?
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's kind of like a hairdryer. The head, the shape of the pig is like the hairdryer. Oh,
0: I never heard this phrase.
1: Peppa Pig. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, just
0: ignore me. I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> She's had a lot of caffeine today. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, so yeah, I watched this show. Now, I mean, is it my favorite show in the world? Would I watch this in English? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is like it's for kids and they speak slower and they cover a lot of topics because it's designed to teach kids about the world. So it's perfect for my level because I I get a lot of general vocabulary and grammar about the whole world around me and everyday usage.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, for me, I I think I'm pretty much the same, but I'm maybe a little bit higher level. Because I, I watch so. um, Zach and Cody, uh, all the Disney shows like Hannah Montana and all that. And I have this um, habit. I really don't like watching white people speak. Mandarin, so I would always make sure <laughs> that it it is in English, and, you know, even when I'm watching, like, Spanish films or maybe French films or uh, films from Hong Kong, I would make sure that it's always in its original language because I kind of kind of enjoy listening to the original language. So, um, you know, I, when I was a kid, I was like a TV baby, you know. Um, in, in Taiwan, we call it 电视。I was a TV baby. I spent a lot of time watching TV and um, watching the subtitles and listening to uh, what they were saying on the show. It's pretty simple because, I mean, it's made for kids.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, but I would say with this, like, my takeaway is, like, don't feel stupid for watching a kid's show. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to be watching a show for five-year-olds if your English isn't really a high level, but just embrace it and know that you will get better. And eventually, if you keep practicing, you'll be watching shows for Mm ten-year-olds and then teenagers and then what everyone else enjoys as adults <laughs> hopefully. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or just the things that you like that you know a little bit about and then you know you can also like just extend it from there. That can also help.
0: Right. I mean, for you guys listening to this podcast, your English is probably a little bit higher level like intermediate and advanced. So you don't need to watch Peppa, Peppa Pig. But um I would say find content you enjoy as well. That's really important. Um don't watch content for instance, like I don't I'm not gonna watch Chinese about cars and engines and stuff. Cause first of all, I don't really enjoy cars anyway. Like I don't find them interesting. Mm-hmm. And secondly, like I'm never gonna really use that Chinese. So there's yeah. no reason for me to watch like anything really about like automobile parts. Maybe just watch the things that you
1: know you'll definitely need and the things that you'll definitely like. Cause one thing about learning is that if you're learning from something that you really, really hate or don't like, you're just wasting your time because you're not gonna like it.
0: Yeah, I mostly agree with that. In the beginning, though, you might not have so much choice when you're a beginner because you sort of just need to get the basics and fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to have to absorb whatever you can. But once you get to intermediate and advanced, I think that's where you can really start exploring really cool areas of English, we like science or space or medical or whatever whatever you want to learn about. Yes. And more materials, like more movies, more TV shows. It opens up to you.
1: Yeah, well it's the same for learning everything. Um, you know, in the beginning, there's always gonna be pain. There's gonna be a lot of pain. Yeah. It's just kinda, it's, it's just kinda <laughs> like when I was learning scuba diving, right, in the first three days, there's just a lot of pain, a lot of crazy trainings that I felt like I'm almost dying and all that. But, um, you know, after I'm done with the training, I can enjoy the beauty of the sea.
0: Yep. And same with guitar. Like, you know, the first month you play guitar, your fingers just hurt. They don't seem to move the way you want them to move. You make really ugly sounds all the time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa,
1: I can, play a, I can play
0: a basic song. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. So it, it does change over time. Um, let's go to the last kind of listening, which is called passive listening. Now, this is a little bit harder to do unless you're in an environment where people are speaking the language you want to learn about. Mm -hmm. So I live in Taiwan. I'm studying Chinese. Boom. I got the passive listening right there Mm -hmm. because if I go on the bus, I go in public, I sit in a restaurant – I can constantly listen to Taiwanese people speak in Chinese. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's kind of the same for me when I was in Canada. But in Taiwan, I guess if you want that passive listening opportunity, you still can. I know there's a lot of debates or there's like a lot of um forums or maybe events. It's all in English, you know, even if you can't really understand, you can always go there and just kind of enjoy um, that environment and enjoy some passive listening.
0: Yeah, I do this on the bus all the time. And I actually really loved it with Korean because um, I'd usually find a few words that I understood or something. But the idea isn't that you're going to understand everything or that you're going to pay so much attention. It's just that you kind of do pay attention a little bit to conversations around you and try to get try to understand how Native people are speaking to each other, the tones of their conversation, uh, the way they speak casually, the grammar patterns, just Absorb it passively. Just let yourself enjoy it. You don't need to pay attention all the time. You don't need to go outside every day and be like, oh my God, where can I listen to a passive conversation?
1: (laughs) You're going out there like Dora, just like searching for conversations
0: to listen to. Creeping behind people just (laughs) listening to their conversation. It's going to be so weird.
1: (laughs) So you got like all these different listening techniques that you can use, but you can always choose whatever suits you the most.
0: Yeah. I got one more tip though. Okay. I got one more good tip. Speak. Mm-hmm. That's my tip. Try to speak because if you want, if when you speak, you have to listen.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: when I speak to someone in Chinese, if I decide not to listen to them, the conversation is just dead, and mm-hmm. it probably becomes really awkward. Now, this has happened before because I literally didn't understand anything that was being said to me back. But when you speak to someone, you are forced to listen to how they respond. Mm-hmm. So I know it feels uncomfortable, but when you have an opportunity, speak to someone using the language you want to learn and you're going to have to listen to their response. Mm
1: -hmm, Yeah, and like you're trying to get something done, so you're going to try your best to understand them.
0: All right, well, we hope those tips are pretty helpful to you. I think that... um There's a lot of ways you can practice your listening, and you guys should go explore that and have fun with it and just test stuff, see what works and see what doesn't work. Now, Winnie and I are going to spend kind of the final segment of the show talking about what has worked and what hasn't worked for us. So, Winnie, let's kind of go through the bad stuff first. Mm -hmm. Like, what hasn't worked for you in terms of listening
1: Well, school. School school (laughs) definitely didn't work for me. Um, They were just playing CDs like uh, this word is that word, that word, blah, blah, blah. And after they play that CD, I don't know what's going on. So I guess what worked for me is that I listen from um, maybe from a story, something that actually has context, something that actually has something going on. Instead of just throwing random words at me, which I have no memory of, that Mm -hmm. would be more helpful for me.
0: Yeah, it's the idea that you have a bunch of kids together and they all need to learn one way. Um, I agree with that because when I took Spanish, um, Shibanyayu, I took Spanish in middle school for three years, I learned very little. Mm -hmm. And the reason, in my opinion, was because I didn't know the importance of the language. I didn't care about it. I didn't know how I was going to use it. So to me, it just kind of was like, I don't care about what I don't care about learning this Spanish. I'd just rather just take some more like history or English classes or Mm -hmm. something. You know, why do I need to learn Spanish? So, you know, I think part of it was on me. I just didn't – either the school didn't teach me why I should care about this Mm -hmm. or I didn't care about it. When I took Spanish in university in one semester, I actually learned, like, so much more than I did in middle school Mm -hmm. because I actually enjoyed it. Um, I was older. I was more active in using it and speaking. Mm -hmm. And I had coworkers I could speak with. So I was like, wow, this is actually really cool to learn Spanish and be able to speak to people
1: this is this is the same thing as teaching you know like it's harder to teach kids because they're kind of forced to come here Mm -hmm. and learn but when you're teaching adults they have a purpose and they're interested in this language so that they want to make improvements um i guess it all comes down to how you feel about the language
0: yeah i think so and with kids i mean we probably have some parents listening to the show Mm -hmm. um I would say like they need to have they need to enjoy it. Like if you don't teach them or you don't allow them to experience learning a language in a fun way, they're not going to wanna to learn it. They yeah. might still learn a little bit, but when kids enjoy learning the language, you give them games, you give them interesting media and content, you really speak to them and learn their learning styles, they can learn a second language. Like really quickly.
1: Yeah, well, my idea is just communicate to your kid. Um, When I was still teaching, I was teaching kindergarten kids. Well, of course, some of them are not going to want to learn. But when I communicate with them, when I talk to them, I tell them, hey, this language is very important to you, at least in Taiwan, because it's definitely going to help you, you know, to a certain degree to actually do the things that you want to do. And then, um, you know, the kids started paying attention.
0: Yeah, in my experience, I would say kindergartners learn really quickly because they play games, they do art, they do all the fun stuff they associate with their own language, like Chinese, and they're still really young. So, I mean, they don't really, like, have any objection to learning this language, just part of their life. But once the kids get older, like, the books become really boring. They just do tests and grammar. And, of course, they think it's boring. I would hate that, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, get these tests out of my face. I don't want to do tests. Yeah, no (laughs) tests. No tests for Winnie. (laughs) Yeah, I mean some tests are okay, but like weekly or like, you know, the kids are always taking tests, I swear. They're always telling me, teacher, I got two tests this week. I had one test last week. I have three tests, you know, in two weeks. So I'm like, why do oh so, God, many, so tests? many tests? So many tests.
1: And they're kids
0: only. Yeah. Okay. Well, one thing that did not work for me is movies. Oh, movies didn't work for you. That no, was surprising. Is I really okay, i I'm gonna I'm gonna use my experience studying Korean here. Mm-hmm. My Korean was at like a low conversational level. Mm-hmm. And I really love Korean movies. So I didn't think they were a waste of time. I really enjoyed them, but I don't think they taught me anything mm-hmm. because they're just too hard. And like, there's just so much stuff going on and they're really long and they kind of like wear on your attention. I think it depends on the
1: genre. Cause like, I really enjoy musicals. So that really helped me. Well, I think
0: you're, I think once you're, um, English or whatever language you're learning is a higher level, you can go to movies. Mm-hmm. But I just found like, don't get me wrong, I love Korean movies, so I really enjoyed them. I just don't think that I learned as much from movies. Like, you know, I actually watched Pororo, the penguin. Do you know oh, that? the penguin, the Pororo. Yeah, kind of like the Peppa Jew of that yeah, language. <laughs> so I watched Pororo, and I think I learned more Korean from Pororo than I did the movies. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoy the movies because I liked the culture and I liked mm-hmm. learning about it. But they didn't teach me so much Korean.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens. But that's a. anyways, that that's pretty special because that just proves one point that everybody learns differently.
0: Yeah, that could be true. I mean, there's a lot of like techniques you could probably do with movies, like maybe with movies, you could break down one section of the movie, watch like 25 minutes and analyze it. But I mean, that's not for everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Make sure to just find whatever way that suits you. There is no certain way for everyone. You just got to find whatever makes you happy then. That whatever makes you want to keep learning—that's the most important thing.
0: All right. Well, to finish it with a positive one, though. So, Winnie, what actually worked for you? What actually worked for you with listening?
1: Listening, I think it's songs and musicals. Like I said, I I really enjoy um, listening to music. And there's actually um, my teacher uh, back in college. She said that, and also I have a singer friend. She said that if your ears are very it's really hard to find um, an adjective for that. If you have good ears, that's what she says. Um, that's what she says. If you have good oh. ears, <laughs> if you have good ears, you can actually shadow better, right? Because you can hear things more clearly, and you can actually be able to mimic the things that you. You hear, so that actually helps. So, um, you know, if you have good ears, if you're a good singer, maybe you can learn a language a little bit better. If you look at all the opera singers, they can they can speak almost like they can speak English, they can speak Italian, and they can speak French. So, singing because of the tones and all that, it helps a little bit.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I sing, mm-hmm. but I still feel like I have bad ears. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it depends on uh, everyone. I think I learned it from my uh, phonetics teacher or whatever that um, subject was. I forgot. But yeah, it was in college. I think a teacher told me that.
0: College. You sound so American. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, my last tip for you guys that worked for me for listening would actually be the inspiration to go out and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um I am a big fan of practical usage. I don't like to learn grammar that I'm never gonna use. I like to be able to just go out there and talk to people so when I know I have to go out there and like you know I'm not gonna I don't want to sound like a playboy I really don't want to sound like that but, you know, Steve
1: in, is a <laughs> <I> playboy
0: <laughs> oh yeah All right. when, when I was in Korea like you know I actually like went on a lot of dates with girls mm-hmm. and you know it was, it was very inspiring to learn Korean because you know I'd go out there and be like oh you know I can actually like talk to these like Korean girls now mm-hmm. and you know I me mean, I can actually like use their language instead of forcing them to use English to speak to me mm-hmm. and not just girls I talk to guys too but you know just a different not the same experience um (laughs) so yeah i think making friends dating all that stuff if you have a reason to like practice your speaking and listening you're going to speak to people and then like i said you're gonna be forced to listen so for the sake of actual practical use in meeting people that can be a really great inspiration and way to practice your listening
1: yeah because you're going to meet people like with higher level and you can learn from them because if you're just practicing by yourself you're just you're always going to be at that same level
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there's only so much you can do by yourself. I think you can do a lot by yourself. I want to say that. But yeah, at the end of the day, you do want to talk to other people who are going to push you to push you towards progress. Yes. And that's all for today. All right, guys, we hope we gave you guys some good tips. If you like the episode, let us know what you'd like us to cover next, because we're going to cover whatever you guys want to learn about in terms of your English listening. Maybe we'll do speaking next. All right. Catch you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Ride the Vibes. We're glad you enjoyed the episode. We want to take our show around the world to reach new listeners. It would be totally awesome if you would like, share, and subscribe. You can now find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Wherever you are, we'll be there waiting. We're also now on Instagram. Find
1: us at rtvibesvt. And definitely get in contact with us if there's anything you want us to talk about in the future. See you next time, and once again, thanks for listening.